Welcome to Urban Forum Northwest with your co-host Hayward Evans and Eddie Rye. We have a number of people going to talk about today. Hayward's very excited about he and Michelle Evans and the African Marriage Heritage Council putting together the, uh, the first float in the Torchlight Parade, African American float since 1981. So we're going to be talking to the King and Queen, Lacey Steele and Carolyn Riley Payne, and also Michael Powers' music will be playing throughout the hour because Michael Powers will be playing on this float. But before we get to the Torchlight Parade, we got a big event happening uh, this weekend at the New Beginnings Christian Fellowship, and uh, the esteemed young adult leader from New Beginnings, Miss Carissa Braxton, will now let you know what's happening with the Shift Conference. Welcome to Urban Forum, Miss Braxton. Let us know what's going on. Thank you. Yeah, this weekend we're going to be having the Shift Young Adult Conference. That's going to be Friday, starting tomorrow through um, Sunday the twenty eighth. And really what our entire event is about empowering and equipping young adults to become high-impact leaders in our churches, in our communities, our families, on our jobs, and ultimately the world. Because we believe that through personal transformation, if you can um, create a space for yourself to shift internally in a sustainable way, then no matter where you show up and where you're planted, the environment has no um, other choice but to respond to your own personal transformation. And so through a series of workshops, there's going to be a lot of interactive activities. We have a lot of people that are flying from out of town as well as some local leaders that are going to be in the building. And then we're also doing a community concert with Grammy-nominated artist Jonathan McReynolds. He's also the newest judge on Sunday BET's Sunday's Best. He's going to be our headliner. We're going to have performances by Julia Marie as well as Jonathan Trailer And Ralph Porter is going to be our comedian and host for the evening. So even though the conference itself is really geared towards young adults, um, the community concert is really where we're looking for the entire, entire community to show out in mass and welcome um, Jonathan McReynolds and our other artists to participate in the full weekend. And all this will be occurring at New Beginnings Christian Fellowship? Yes. In, in Kent, right on the borderline of Kent and Renton, Washington, okay? Absolutely. Oh, give us, give us uh, the contact information, the website. I put your phone number on Facebook. You said you wanted me to reach out. So, <laughs> so anyway, I'm going to have to make sure people reach uh, reach in. So anyway, I just wanted you to give up that information before I go to Hayward. Go ahead. Yeah, absolutely. So um, our website is www.theshiftconference.org. And on that website, you'll get all of the information regarding every single aspect of the weekend, all of the activities, who's coming, the who's who, as well as a link to purchase tickets. So you can purchase individual concert tickets. We have general admission for $30. Youth tickets are $20. We also have conference registration that's still open. And the great thing about our registration package is that the concert ticket is included in that. So for anybody coming for the conference experience, you don't have to buy an additional concert ticket. And all of that can be purchased online. We're also on Facebook, Instagram. um, So it's not hard to find information about the events at all. Now, do you have a special rate for old people's for the concert? Yeah. <laughs> for old people. Well, we actually just ran a special last weekend, so you just missed the, the discount, but oh, it's God. still an opportunity. It's still a great price. Okay, well, let me go to Hayward. Yeah, uh, Carissa, I think it's absolutely fantastic what you're doing, but, you know, I was very interested in that business innovation pitch breakout because yeah. in, light, in light of I-1000 and where we are financially as a community, the 20 years of under I-200 and the negative impact. How does this breakout work? Can you share with our listenership? Absolutely. So this is the first time we're trying it. We're trying something new. 
We're going to have a couple of um, successful entrepreneurs from the community that are going to come and basically set up an on-the-spot pitch session where folks who feel like they have a, um, a business idea on their heart or perhaps they're already implementing and they might want to figure out how to take it to the next level can pitch this idea in, um, I think it's 90 seconds to two minutes, get on-the-spot feedback from some of these um, professionals. And then also the great thing is we're going to take their information and they'll be contacted after the conference to get additional resources um, from these professionals, additional coaching to really push your either your idea into implementation mode to really uh, build out your business plan, or depending on where you are in that process, give you the additional tools and resources that you need to take your um, entrepreneurial life to the next level. So we're really excited to try something new, um, especially for those who are um, in that entrepreneurial space. Now, Carissa, is this going to be podcasted for people who uh, who can't attend the event itself so they can see what's going on? Because it sounds like an absolutely fantastic event. Thank you. We will likely um, go live during the podcast panel. And so we're going to have some amazing leaders that are going to be on that panel tomorrow. Um, and so we'll probably go live on that portion. But unfortunately for the workshops and things, you will have to either be there um, or uh, be at a participant, what we will do is record the workshop sessions and we'll send all the videos out to those who do come. Now I'm going to throw this out. Are you going to be singing? Am I? <laughs> Are course. you going to be singing? <laughs> yes, I will also be singing as well as running around trying to make sure that everything runs smoothly. Well, Carissa, you know, it sounds like you guys really have a uh, fantastic event planned. And could you let us go down, you mentioned the workshops and also you mentioned something about entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. And you go through the workshops, like what, what's going to be happening at first? Is it like a reception? You get mm-hmm. busy right away on Friday? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, so tomorrow we're going to kick things off with our mocktail happy hour. Basically, this opportunity to come, unwind from work, meet new people, network. There's going to be good food, um, desserts, and everything like that, a great atmosphere. We'll then transition into the more formalized por- portion of the kickoff event. But we're going to have a podcast panel where local leaders are going to be talking about what does it mean to level up? Um, what does that look like in their life? How is that manifested? Connecting to what people should um, be priming themselves to experience over the, the whole weekend. Following that podcast panel is when people will actually have the opportunity to break out in some interactive workshops, or not workshops, sorry, interactive activities that are all, again, geared towards um, aligning the entire experience. Um, some will be individual work, some will be collective group work. The Innovation Pitch Station is one of those activities that people can choose to participate if that's the lane that they're in. Also, the workshops that we're doing um, are all going to be on Saturday. Um, sorry about the noise, but there's that's a right. siren. Um, that should be better, sorry. Uh, the workshops are all going to be on Saturday. And so the different workshops that people can um, choose to participate in one of them is called uh, Raising Successful Children and Successful Families. There's um, Boss Moves, which, again, is for people who are interested in monetizing their passions in a more entrepreneurial lane, or perhaps you're even thinking about, well, how do I decide if I want to make the switch from, like, um, working from for a company that's already established to maybe eventually I want to build my own thing. Or maybe I have a side business and I really want to figure out how can I make this a little bit more stable um, for myself. And so also we have money moves, which is all going to be talking about financial legacy, not just the typical budgeting classes, but really money is a tool. The question is to what end? So really understanding what do you, what is it that your goals are 
and how can you put yourself on a successful financial plan to be able to use money as a resource towards those goals. We also have emotional intelligence for uh, leaders in formal and informal roles because we recognize that as a leader, one of the most critical skill sets somebody could have is emotional intelligence because if you're not a good people person, if people can't um, don't want to follow you, you'll never be successful in leading teams. And you don't have to be the boss to be a leader. You can be yeah. influential no matter where you're at. Also a class called Breaking Toxic Cycles. All of us have picked up some things in life. And my what I've picked up might look different from what you've picked up, but if we're all going to level up and become better versions of ourselves and go higher, then we need to learn how to get rid of some of the, the waste that we've picked up along the way. We also have some leadership development courses um, that will be happening. And there's a really interesting one that I'm excited about. It's called uh, Following Christ in a Racialized World. Unless you have not been paying attention, we are at a critical junction in our country, particularly around mm-hmm. the issues of race. The question is, as believers in Christ, how are we working to dismantle that? And what is our witness in a world that is very racialized? And how can we be real about that and also be impactful um, to be able to um, combat some of the evil that really does come out of racism and not be complacent in it? So those are some of the workshops that well, people are going to do. Marissa, that's in. outstanding. All I can say is that you sound like uh, the next mayor yes, you do. Uh, uh, yes, or at you least do. a member of Congress. So you, you just go. keep on pushing. You I know, I know, Reverend, I know, Reverend Doctor Leslie David yeah. and and Miss Sheila are very, very proud of their highly esteemed daughter because she got it going on. So, Carissa, thank you so much. Anytime we can do anything, as a former co-host of this program, you there always you have action at the airwaves for this hour. So, thank you very much, and thank congratulations. You. And I know you'll do well. Thank okay. you, I appreciate it. Okay, bye bye. That was your young leader, Carissa Braxton. Our next guest is former State Representative Attorney Jesse Weinberry who led the successful I-1000 campaign. And looking at the paper today, uh, Tim Eyman and John KKK yeah. Carlson uh, and uh, the, the, the uh, Chinese immigrants uh, were successful in collecting uh, what appears to be 176,000 signatures. And there's a whole bunch of other shenanigans going on right. with some people that didn't support I-1000. And now they want to come back and do something different. Jesse Weinberry. Hello, Eddie. Hello, Hayward. Good to be yeah, with you, brother. What's the, what's the, I saw the paper. of What's the next step? Hayward, I guess Hayward well, has a meeting coming up with the, the people that didn't support I-1000 on, on, on Monday. They, they, they sort of deflected it. We haven't got that concrete date yet. We were supposed to meet this Monday. And since they're not meeting, we're calling for a press conference. But I know Jesse's going to share that with you. Okay, so in other words, the letter that April Sims, the Secretary Treasurer of the Washington State Labor Council, the letter she sent out, and I think Velma Valoria responded, former State Representative Velma Valoria, said she would be in attendance. And so now there is no meeting with the Washington State Labor Council? That's correct. Not yet. Okay. Well, there was no support for I-1000 from the Washington State Labor Council. They weren't in Olympia. Uh, they did not testify. That's right. Uh, there was tacit support from the Martin Luther King Jr. County Labor Council. So, Jesse, what's going on, man? Well, uh, a whole lot is going on. First of all, you're right that uh, Tim Iman's crew, uh, otherwise known as uh, uh, Referendum 88, turned in 176,000 names. Cheers, uh, they did their best, uh, but uh, we, we must remember that the people who want diversity in their state put their names on the line 395,000 times. And so it doesn't even, their numbers turn, being turned in don't even compare. And they don't compare to the 7 million people who are represented by the Washington State Legislature that voted it into law. So 
we commend them for uh, doing their best at getting 177,000 signatures. It's also, uh, uh, we would be remiss if we did not say that um, uh, we've heard from many of those folks who mistakenly signed right. uh, referendum 88 thinking it was I-1000. And so really a, a number of those signatures are people who can't wait to vote for I-1000 should it make it on the ballot. So is there any legal recourse to challenge uh, any of uh, the uh, flaws in uh, their approach to collecting these signatures? Well, uh, we, we have uh, people who have stepped forward uh, to be plaintiffs in lawsuits. Our, our attorneys are meeting with them, and there is a possibility that we may be filing lawsuits uh, uh, challenging the illegal practices that they engaged in to get a number of those signatures. But we are not going to wait on the courts to decide anything. You know, courts can move kind of slow. And so we're going to proceed with uh, the new campaign, and that is Approve I-1000. The campaign for the last year has been yes on I-1000. Now it is Approve I-1000 because the legislature has already made it law. We only need the people to approve that act. Now, Jesse, what I saw, it seems like they tried to put on the veil of supporting in their marketing plan, in supporting uh, affirmative action. And they even used some people's names. You shared with one earlier. Do you want to share with our listenership whose name was down there? Well, one of the, we have several uh, efforts underway to undermine uh, the people's uh, initiative of I-1000. One of them is now called Approve 88. Uh, uh, 88 obviously is the referendum that is anti-affirmative action. That is wow. anti. You, you say approve 88. That is so ridiculous. I 1000 passed. Why are you gonna have approve 88? Who's sponsoring approved, that? That uh, well, the, unfortunately, our our friends over at the Washington State Labor Council. Yeah, those guys. Uh, if you, you go they, to approve 88org you will see their names are there. And uh, I'm happy to say that uh, I spoke with Governor Locke, whose name they used. He said that uh, they have used his name uh, without his permission or consent, that he doesn't even know the guy. His name is Andrew Villanueva, who is saying that uh, we need to send all the money to his political action committee to support I-1000. And, and so it's, it's an attempt by someone to take advantage of the good will of I-1000 and channel money and support in the in a different direction. Uh, but the ultimate goal is to confuse the voters. So we're saying to people, do not uh, we have do not support approve 88. Do not support referendum 88. If mm-hmm. if there's anything with 88 on it, run the other way. The only thing we need to focus on is approving I-1000. Which was which the legislature voted in and 400,000 people signed. Now, what I can understand is that I saw an email from April Sims. Uh, it was a, it was copied me for, it was to Hayward Evans, uh, indicating that the labor wanted to sit down because they were lackluster in the I-1000 campaign. No labor leader testified on behalf of restoring affirmative action. And then on top of that, all those labor unions gave the senator who opposed who vigorously opposed uh, affirmative action, Mike Melosha, Mississippi Mike. They SEIU, I can't imagine a SEIU worker of color having, uh, you know, the the, the thought of them using my union dues to support a guy that doesn't support me or people that look like me. And I just can't understand that at all. So 
for them to now turn back around and try to lead something, I'm very sorry. You need to stuff 88 down a toilet and flush it. Thank you. And just I-1000 went through. It had to support. And I don't know, maybe it's because some black folks were leading it. I don't know, maybe that's what it is. Because, uh, you know, the labor unions in, uh, in, in 1998, when the first anti-affirmative action initiative passed, I-200, uh, 54% of the rank-and-file labor voted for it. In 2016, 40% of rank-and-file labor voted for Donald Trump. So now all of a sudden, uh, you can't join, get on and support restoring affirmative, that was successful in restoring affirmative action. You didn't testify on behalf of labor leaders. You should be shaming yourself. So, hey, when I'm halfway glad uh, Miss Sims canceled a meeting. Because you know what? I don't think I want to go. Well, I know that my wife, you know, a few days ago we were over in uh, uh, in Bellevue going over a few things. But anyway, my wife pulled up uh, that uh, I-88 campaign on the uh, Internet. Man, it is so deceptive. They had a black man signing with his little daughter next to him saying how they support affirmative action, signing 88. Deceptive, deceptive, deceptive. Well, we need to probably use that film, uh, that, that pick. We could probably use that somewhere. So, uh, but anyway, Jesse, we're running really short on time today. We'll have a little bit more time next week, so we can probably have more developments to talk about then. What would you advise the, the supporters of I-1000 to do right now, rather than call the Washington right. Labor Council and the Martin Luther King County Labor Council and tell them to back up? Yeah. No, I think I think it's time for us to roll out uh, our campaign. And on uh, on July 29th, Monday, uh, 10 a.m. at the SBI Center, we will be holding a statewide press conference announcing the new brand of Approve I-1000 and teaching people to focus and vote only on that and to uh, not associate themselves with the hate of Referendum 88. All I can say is make sure you call Carmen Best, the chief of police, to make sure there's adequate security at the SVI building. <laughs> no, I'm serious. We, if you send me, I tell you what, if you send me an email about the press, I'm sending it to her to let her know the SPD needs to be there because we got some people that's off the hook running around here. So, hey, Representative Weinberg. We would welcome the police chief. We would welcome the police chief to be there. She, in her career and accomplishments, symbolizes the best. Okay, no unintended of I-1000. Okay, thanks, Jesse Weinberry. We appreciate it. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you. Bye. Okay. Robert, thanks for holding, man. Robert Stevens. Uh, you got yes, me, sir. Me, I said, you, I got you. Hey, we're yeah, now on hey, hold. Robert. But, man, Robert, uh, man, we want to talk about our late brother, uh, the former president of the Seattle King County uh, National Association of Black Veterans, NAB Vets, uh, Carl Hightower, passed away. His service will be Saturday at 11 o'clock at Greater Glory Ministries on Martin Luther King Jr. Way South. Mm-hmm. And I know you, the Secretary Treasurer, work very closely with that brother. Matter of fact, yeah. y'all showed up to protest, demonstrate, serve food at the MLKs. <laughs> y'all were, y'all were very, very tight. But I just want yeah. you to take a few minutes to just talk about the brother to our audience, what he meant to the community and what he meant to you and to also to the veterans. Well, Carl was a uh, young man that decided he wanted to go to serve his company, so he, he joined the Navy uh, right between uh, getting a high school and going to college uh, back in uh, June of 76, and uh, sort of made his way here to Seattle uh, via the Navy and has put, uh, had put 27 years uh, in the Navy and retired and put another 28 years uh, in the uh, U.S. Postal Service. And 
somehow he's always uh, been at that, uh, moved himself up at that supervisory level. Uh, so bringing that kind of experience here in NAVAC, we've been able to pull NAVAC back together. They had a little bad uh, word for a while there, but we've been able to get our name back and and come where we got people are calling to work with us. Uh, we're going to be working with the Urban League uh, that will be moving in here at SBI where we're presently here. McKinney uh, Building. Mm-hmm. Be, you know, working, uh, he's outreach where we're going to be working with the Southeast senior citizen and the central area citizen, uh, mainly with the seniors that are there uh, who are generally war, Vietnam and career vets out there. Uh, but he brings a lot of uh, uh, common sense skills uh, from the Chicago, Seattle area and has four lovely daughters and, and, and uh, wife, Donner, uh, and some grandchildren, my 12 grandkids. And it's really been good to work with somebody who wants to be out there in that street making things happening. So we, we've been good partners here, and I'm, I'm going to miss it. I'm going to miss it. So at, for the interim, have you stepped in to be the acting uh, president? Oh, I don't want that target on my back. I'm a staying secretary, but, you know, the secretary generally do everybody else's job anyway. Okay. Uh, but uh, but no, we're gonna we're gonna have someone else okay. uh, in that position hopefully in the next couple of weeks. But uh, I'm still being Robert and got my nose in everything uh, and, and keeping the office over open here at SDI. Well, you know, uh, Robert, what I'd like to have you do is give uh, some possibly some veterans that are listening uh, some information on how they can get in touch yeah. with NAV vets and the kind of services that you offer. Yes. Yeah. Uh, we're here at FBI on uh, Tuesdays and Thursdays from 10 to 3 o'clock. Uh, you can do, we can do walk-ins or you can uh, call uh, at my cell phone number of 206-327-4259. Again, that's 206-327-4259. And basically what we do is, for free, we have veterans uh, research their uh, medical and personnel records to see if they had any injuries in the military that they're still dealing with, whether it's PTSD, whether it's a broken leg, or what have you. We help them go through their personnel and medical records to look at that and help them put the paperwork together to get uh, some of the benefits that are out there for them uh, assist them in getting into the VA hospital because a lot of us uh, don't have, you know, medical after we get out of the military. Uh, we're going to be working with Urban League to upgrade our, our activities of helping vets not only homeless but also to help them get in uh, resources to purchase their own home. Well, Robert, we're we, we, we going to run out of time. We're going to need you back on here so you can go through everything. Because yeah. the veterans deserve to hear what's going on. Right. There's yeah. no reason in the world where these Viet- veterans that fought in the Vietnam War and other wars are homeless. That's, right. that's, that's just right. unacceptable. That's un-American. That's right. Okay, so we'll that's get right. back to you, brother. Thanks a lot for your job you're doing. Thank you, Robert. And, and, and I'll see you Saturday at Carl Hightower Service at Greater yeah. Glory Ministries on Martin Luther King Jr. Way South. With, uh, yeah. Is he Bishop Townsend now? Yeah, Bishop. All yes, right. Sir. Okay. Yes, yeah. sir. Okay. <laughs> Thank you now. All right. Well, uh, Nate's going to take a break.
and then we'll be right back. Step up your commute and ride light. Sound Transit's new Capitol Hill and University of Washington Link Light Rail stations are now open. Get around town faster and more reliably than ever. Ride now from the University of Washington to Capitol Hill in just four minutes or continue on to Westlake Station in just eight minutes. Find lots of helpful information on how to ride, how to get an ORCA card, and more at ulink2016.org. Link Light Rail. More stations, more places. At the Port of Seattle, diversity is the source of possibility and strength. And we honor our diverse community by expanding opportunities for all people to share in our region's economic prosperity. From the seaport to the airport, we're working to support small businesses, including those owned by women and minorities, and to create quality jobs with lifelong career paths. The Port of Seattle continues to be your port of opportunity. Talk radio for the heart and soul. Alternative Talk 1150. All right, you listen to Michael Powers. He'll be playing on the, the African-American float, the Torchlight Parade. And I'm going to let go. We'll go to my co-host, Hayward Evans. Let him introduce our next guest. Our next guest is probably one of the most brilliant, beautiful people in the world. Now, I'm not saying that just because she's my wife. Honey, am I okay now? No. <laughs> uh, Michelle, can you share with the listenership uh, what's gone about to this point for the African American Heritage Association? What's going on? The float and everything. Well, we are we are very excited about having uh, a float in the Sea Fair Parade and in the Emoja Fest, and we haven't had a float in our community since 1981. It's oh. been some time. So uh, this is this is very important to us, and the Torchlight Parade is coming up uh, this Saturday at 7.30 p.m., and our organization is part of um, the Martin Luther King Commemoration Committee, and we have partnered with several groups, NABVET and the Buffalo Soldiers and um, Mount Zion Baptist Church. The Brotherhood. And so in the Brotherhood, yes. So the float name is Rising Beyond, and I think that really speaks to us, and it represents us, how we've risen beyond limits and expectations and and burdens. And so that's the name of our African-American community float. And we hired um, float builders, and we had a a, a grant to help with this, uh, to build us a 33-foot-long float and it's going to include our king, who is Lacey Steele, um, and I believe you'll be interviewing him as well, but uh, President Emeritus of, the, of our local NAACP, and he actually served, he was president for 26 years mm-hmm. until 1999. So we're so excited about having him. And our queen is uh, Miss Carolyn Riley Payne, and she has been a lifelong civil rights activist, 40-plus years, director, um, previous director of AXO, 
And so I'm, I'm so, we're so excited to have them as our king and queen and show us what it is and what it means to really give back to community. Um, also on the float, we'll have Sophia Miles. She is Miss Black Washington USA Queen 2018, finishing up this year. Um, and she is going to be our princess. And the prince is Darnell French. And he is uh, an IT network professional at Starbucks headquarters. And then not, you know, we have to have our youth. So we have Peyton Barnes. Uh, He is actually, he is only in fourth grade at Leshy Elementary School, but he's already a professional actor (laughs) and performed at Porgy and Beck at the Seattle Opera. So proud of him. And Talia Price. Um, also, she was an honor student at Leshi and is entering sixth grade and has done some remarkable things as well. And then we'll have live music, and that will be Michael Powers, and he'll be performing on the float. So I just wanted to uh, also mention that we have um, our queen mother. She won't be on the float, but we want to recognize her, Mrs. Josephine Stokes, and all the work that she's done in the community as well. So right behind the float, we will have our float escort, and they're going to wear costumes representing various professions, superheroes, branches of military, uh, and we're so excited. It'll be about 20 people, mostly adults, uh, but uh, we will have some youth walking behind the float as well. And that is, in a nutshell, what we're doing at the Seafair Parade. The Buffalo Soldiers, as I had mentioned, and uh, the veterans are playing a a big role in all of this. And it's not just Saturday that we're doing this for the Torchlight Parade, but we also are going to have the float in the Emoja Fest, which is Saturday, August 3rd at 1 p.m. Uh, now, is there, uh, I wanted to ask in terms of uh, folks having information, what time does the Torchlight Parade start? 7.30 p.m. Oh, and where does so it start? It starts, it starts at 7.30 p.m. We assemble at Seattle Center on Mercer Street, so that's where they line up all the floats on Mercer Street. We have to get there really early. Yeah. So the floats have to get there 8 a.m., but, Ooh, the, but okay. the parade itself starts at 7.30 p.m., and then it'll go directly down 4th Avenue all the way down to Century Link, okay. North Parking Lot, and that's okay. where it ends. Okay, and it's, Ms. Go ahead, Ms. and it's on TV, too, and you can stream everybody, it. Everybody can set their DVR. There you go, set so all, DVR. all you folks are going to be in the parade set a DVR. Well, Miss Michelle Evans, thank you very much for taking the lead thank on you. this. Thank you. We really do appreciate you uh, letting the African American community get back into the Torchlight Parade with a float the first time in what twenty eight years? Since eighty one. That's right. Yep. That's right. No, that, no, uh, almost, uh, almost 30, 30, yeah. 30, yeah, 37 years, thirty eight years. Wow. <laughs> thank you very much, Michelle. We appreciate you. You're Great welcome. job. Thank okay. You. All right. Our next guest is the king. And since there's not going to be a, a, a king father, Lacey will be the king and the, the king father. The, the, the king Lacey watch still. out now. Watch out. Oh, watch out. <laughs> I mean, I'm making you too old. We appreciate you, brother. But I anyway, uh, yeah, so I'm going to let uh, Hayward go ahead. And Hayward is a, is a parade coordinator. 
And I was a Carolyn Riley Payne coordinator, so I let him well, go ahead. Well, but you know, that's the Martin Luther King Commemoration Committee, Eddie and I co-convened, that helped put this together. At least get, get the sponsorship. But on that note, uh, Lacey, just tell us, uh, tell us one about your history. People need to know who you are. I know most of the community does. But for the listenership who doesn't, because they need to know why you're being recognized truly as our king and leader. Well, I came to Seattle in 1959. And as soon as I came to Seattle, I became involved in the NAACP and membership drives and other things. I uh, got appointed to the executive committee. And from the executive committee, I held all kinds of chairmanships for the various uh, or things that we have, like labor department, uh, education, so forth and so on. And then in 1972, Two, I believe it was, a guy by the name of Meredith Matthews called me off, and he was in charge of the nominating committee. He said, Lacey, the nominating committee has met, and we want you to run for president. And after a little thought of it and reluctance doing it, I accepted it, and I stayed to be president for 26 years, consecutive years. And during my years of being president, I worked on many, many, many things, along with Eddie Rye. There you go. <laughs> all, all the different things we did, and people that walked walk down Martin Luther King Street or Martin Luther King Park or any other thing named Martin Luther King, and thank Eddie Rye for his diligence, yes. showing us the way, and some of us supported him. Sometimes when we went to city council meetings to try to get things done, we'd be the only ones there that would be for MLK. And surprisingly, it was a lot of black folks that didn't want it. And they would ridicule us and talk about it, but we didn't care. We did it anyway. So I have devoted over 50 years of my life in the Seattle area working on civil rights issues, spending my own money. It was a non-paid position. And I worked many, many days. And I used to, when I was working at Boeing, would leave Boeing and go by the NAACP office every day That's right. and work there for three or four hours and then on weekends. So I have dedicated a lot of things during that time. And and the reason the committee selected you because people need to uh, try to exemplify or live the kind of lifestyle you've lived. Can you tell us some of the specific uh, areas that you were uh, involved in as the leader of the NAACP? Well, uh, as leader of the NAACP, uh, we desegregated our public schools without a court order. Uh, that's one of the few things that happened. Uh, we worked for various uh, department stores. A lot of black folks don't realize that a lot of the department stores downtown did not have anybody look at us other than pushing a broom. Amen. And we went down there and took care of that. And then one of the leading... TV station in the Seattle area, and Eddie will remember this, <laughs> had a black face party. Wow. K-I-R-O-T-V. Yes. Yeah, K-I-R-O-T-V, yes. And we went down to see about that, and we found out that there was a video taken of the uh, of the event, and, and they were claiming, we, we didn't do it, that was the employees. <laughs> and then me had asked the question, 
who paid for it. And lo and behold, Cairo paid for the event. I said, if you paid for the event, you gave the event. Yeah, that was also Tony Orange and the late Jerry Ware. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, we and then really, Narissa Williams had the courage to stand up. Yeah. I think she suffered for it, but that reporter, Narissa Williams, that sister stood up. Yep. Yeah. So uh, we, we, we uh, asked to see a video, and they told us we could see the video, and when we got down to seeing the video, uh, the counsel, the lawyer, decided to tell us that we couldn't see it. Mm-hmm. And so I got up, walked out, and as I got up, walked out, everybody got up, walked out. Mm-hmm. I never forget it because Tony Orange, which I always call T.O., said, man, you didn't even give me a chance to drink my coffee. <laughs> 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 so I got up early this morning, no coffee, and I, before I could drink my coffee, you getting up walking out. Hey, you know, and, Lacey, from a personal perspective, because we don't have a lot of time, share with people about your, your career at Boeing, because people don't know who you really are. Go on, talk about your job, too. They need well, to yeah, bring uh, you back. They need to bring you back. Yeah, maybe we wouldn't have that problem right now. Yeah, uh, I, I was in quality assurance. I was, I was uh, uh, a manager in quality assurance in the aerospace division, not airplane. I was, I was in the military side. The first so, black American. Yep. Okay. And in the and in in the in the department of uh, quality assurance, and it wasn't easy because a lot of times I'd have to go to meetings and hear folks talk around me. Yeah. And you wore your NAACP medallion at work, right? <laughs> oh, I, I I wore an NAACP medallion every day since 1972. Yeah. Yeah. So, People didn't know me. They say, you're not the guy, the guy that wears that medallion. <laughs> <laughs> That's all they knew was the guy. Yeah, yeah, I and, and I'd walk into an area where a black person was, and, and then they would, uh, after I leave, they'd come and say, anything wrong? Leave <laughs> <laughs> anything wrong. That guy from the NAACP was over here. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, it, 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 it wasn't easy. Yeah. But one of the first things I, I, I mentioned to them, because they hadn't had any African-Americans, Managers. The first thing I told them, I said, I don't know what you guys have been talking about in the your your manager meetings, but now that I'm aboard, you probably have to change it. Okay, Lacey Still, <laughs> we out of time. We got to have uh, Carolyn Riley Payne, the Queen, on next. But thanks a lot, Lacey. We'll see you Eddie, Saturday. Yes, that's one of the best things I did in the NAACP. Appoint Carolyn Riley Payne is. Chair of the Axel Afro Academic Cultural Technological and Scientific Olympic Program. How, how long have you and your wife been married? <laughs> Sixty-six. No, seven. Personal 66, private life. That's why you're the king. That's why you're the king. Sixty-seven years. And for all you young men who want to know how I did it, yes, dear. Yes, dear. <laughs> and let me tell you, young folks, if you have a, a, a female and she asks you to do something, do it. There you All go. right, now. Because if you don't do it, you're going to hear about it for the next six months. Do it. You can get it over with. <laughs> All right. President Emeritus Lacey Steele. And thanks for selecting me and giving me the opportunity. My daughter came in from New Jersey with her husband to be with us for this event. Well That's great. Okay, then. Thank you. Thank you, President Emeritus Lacey Steele. Thank you, Eddie. All right. Bye. I've <clears throat> uh, got a few announcements before we go to Carolyn Riley Payne, the Queen, Urban Forum, Northwest, brought you by the Port of Seattle Social, Office of Social Responsibility. Sound Transfer, Small Business Development and Labor Compliance Office, the City of Seattle's Person Construction Services Office, Concourse Concessions, SeaTag Bar Group, LLC, Stephanie Ogle does our website, and uh, 
Minister Shirley Post, one of the busiest people at Tabernacle, uh, Pastor Manaway, is letting you know that there will be a uh, workshop Monday the 29th, 1.30 p.m. discuss free home repair for homeowners and small businesses uh, at the Central Area Senior Center. I don't know how many minorities they're going to hit, but they're having that at 1.30 Central Area Senior Center. And then the other thing, every Thursday night, Michelle and Latanya invite you to Rumba Notes Lounge to hear some of the best music going. And I know Michelle has some other workshops going. We're going to talk about to her about that real soon. So, uh, Queen Carolyn Riley Payne, you've had a glorious month. My queen. You've had a Carolyn Riley Payne Appreciation Day, and now you're the queen of the first African American floating the torchlight parade since 1981. Yes, and I'm so excited, and I I, I feel honored and humbled that I was selected to be the queen. Uh, I'm so excited, and I'm excited about the rising beyond the theme of the float uh, and what that stands for, because it does show our tenacity and our ability to rise above and continue to stand tall. So I am just so excited. Uh, I can't wait for Saturday. Now, give us, uh, uh, Carolyn Hayward, now give us a little background about you. People need to understand everything that you've done for the 40 years with, uh, with Axel. Share with our listenership so they know why you deserve to be queen and people, the young people need to be looking up to you like they do and try to follow in your footsteps. You're a trailblazer. Well, thank you so much. I um, have been, I've, I've been working with Axel, like you said, for 40 years because I love working with young people. I love the program. I love what the program stands for. And I know that it changes our young people's Alive. It gives them an opportunity to showcase their talents and abilities, get rewarded uh, like athletes do. And we don't always uh, recognize the talents and abilities and encourage uh, our young people if they don't play ball or some kind of sport. And this program allows the community and the adults uh, and the schools to get behind our students and encourage them to be whatever it is they want to be. And I think that one of the things that um, I would say I was recognized, the uh, reason I, I think I'm queen is because of all the things that I've done. My mm-hmm. legacy is going to be empowering and working with not only young people, but I helped start the Region 10 of Blacks in Government. I was um, active in federal employed women and was their regional manager and had helped build... Uh, that region. So I've done um, work in uh, in many areas, uh, but they all have one common theme: empowerment, uh, building self-esteem, encouraging, and um, working with homeless women experiencing homelessness and coming and helping them transition out of that. And uh, so. People may not, people think that I did one thing. I did all of these things almost simultaneously uh, while working full-time at uh, the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration out at NOAA. And I worked there for 30 years. So I I think that when people look at what I do, I want them to say, oh, my goodness, um, what she did was build consensus, and she helped young people, she helped women, she helped a homelessness, uh, and all of it was encouraging, empowering, uh, empowerment. So 
Now, can That's you, what I do. Can you do for our listenership? A lot of them don't don't know what AXO stands for. Can you can you share uh, what the letters stand for? Oh yeah. Oh, AXO stands for uh, Afro Academic Cultural Technological and Scientific Olympics, and we call it the Olympics of the Mind. There are thirty two categories in which uh, students can compete. Uh, it's a national program, and they win silver. Uh, gold, silver, and bronze medals, just like the Olympics, by competing with national criteria, and they're scored with, uh, preferred by professionals. It's not a talent show, but it is, uh, it's a professional um, competition in which they um, are rated based on what they bring to the table. And we just got back from the national convention in uh, Detroit, and where we won a, a silver medal in contemporary vocal and a bronze medal in uh, classical vocal. Well, so I just want I just want to know if uh, you were able to share that Carolyn Riley Payne Appreciation Program with any of the people back there. <laughs> oh yes, I did. Um, uh, I I was approached. They people across the country had already heard that I was honored with the Carolyn Riley Payne Appreciation Day. And everybody was very, very complimentary and very glad and happy for me that uh, the Appreciation Committee took the time to recognize Amen. me and, give, as they say, give me my flowers while I can still smell them. That's right. And it was a beautiful, it was, it was a beautiful affair. And it, what warmed my heart is to see the young people, the people that I have worked with, that were 13 and 14 now that have gone on and. Uh, having their careers uh, and come back and say the little things that they learned from me, or some of some was big things, um, and you know like uh, Leonetta Estee and uh, Angela Rye and Sean Spearman. Those those are people that have uh, that came back and said, you know what, I am where I am today because of you. Amen. We're at, uh, Queen Carolyn Riley Payne, we're out of time today, but we'll see you on the float on yes, Saturday at the Troy Slide Payne. Please rave at me. Okay, I shall. Okay, thank, thank you very much. Thank Make you. sure you DVR it, too, so you can have a memory. There you I go. Okay. okay, we're going to take Bye-bye. a quick break and come back with our next guest after this, who hopefully is Michael Powers. At the Port of Seattle, diversity is the source of possibility and strength. And we honor our diverse community by expanding opportunities for all people to share in our region's economic prosperity. From the seaport to the airport, we're working to support small businesses, including those owned by women and minorities, and to create quality jobs with lifelong career paths. The Port of Seattle continues to be your Port of Opportunity. 
Step up your commute and ride light. Sound Transit's new Capitol Hill and University of Washington Link Light Rail stations are now open. Get around town faster and more reliably than ever. Ride now from the University of Washington to Capitol Hill in just four minutes or continue on to Westlake Station in just eight minutes. Find lots of helpful information on how to ride, how to get an Orca card, and more at ulink2016.org. Link Light Rail. More stations, more places. Alternative Talk 1150. And you can hear some more of that Saturday during the Torchlight Parade because Michael Powers will be getting down. And was that Sister Sledge's original cut? That was right. That's We Are Family because right, right. all and, of us, the all of us will died, be on right? the float. And everybody who's putting the float together, we're all family. All right, then. I like that. So uh, I'm going to go to Hayward, who is a, a, the float and Torchlight Parade coordinator. Because it was his idea to say we need to have Michael Powers plan on the float, so I'm gonna go well, ahead and give it you. to him. Well, really, I'm, I'm gonna give that one to my to my wife Michelle Evans because really she brought it and we said okay, and we know we look at we've heard you play. In the review newspaper, it said there were two kind of people: those who love Michael Powell and those who haven't had the opportunity to hear him play. So, Michael, can you uh, for the listenership, can you share with them a little bit about you, about your background because you make that that guitar just sing. Thank you. Uh, you know, the first thing that happened to me was I uh, fell off of a skateboard when I was 15. <laughs> I broke my wrist and I got a really bad uh, wrist break and the, uh, the muscle, the whole forearm atrophied from doing that. And when I was uh, recovering from that, I saw a movie of Jimi Hendrix about his life and I loved the sound and his approach and I talked to the doctor and the doctor said the best thing I could do to therapy for my broken wrist would be to play guitar so I picked up the guitar tried to play like Jimmy and the rest is history but for me the innovation can you share with the people because I know that you've taken a, a traditional electric guitar and you've put so many little new nuances and technologies into it can you share with the people how you how you built it up and came up with those yeah. new ideas? Well, you know, I played all types of guitar. I'm, I'm interested in every kind of music that features guitar. Uh, so I'm very eclectic, and I did a lot of studio work for people, like Sir Mix-a-Lot, people like that, and um, commercials and all that kind of stuff. So uh, I'm, I'm interested in any kind of style that a guitar can do. And then, uh, so I've tried every different type of guitar, and then I got a guy to build me a guitar that can emulate every other guitar sound, wow. plus all of the synthesizer sound. So I can literally make it talk. I can play piano on it. I can play horns. And, and, and I don't just do it, you know, as a gimmick. I go out of my way to try to sound like the way a piano plays, sound like the way a horn plays, the phrasing and the approach and everything, which is kind of fun. Wow. I mean, when I heard you play and you had your guitar sounding like that piano or horn or whatever, I was just amazed. So the people the people who haven't had an opportunity to see you are one of the ones who are truly losing out. 
Can you share us uh, share with us some of the songs you might be playing on the float and what it means to youth with three million viewers watching Michael Powell? It's a it's a, an amazing honor. Thank you so much for picking me to be part of it. Uh, that's what it means to me, and, and it means a lot just for the community to have a float after this many years in the Seafair Torchlight Parade. Um, I will be playing some of my music I and mean, a lot of uplifting stuff. You know, might have to play a little piece to lift every voice and sing. Amen. I'm going to be playing I'm, I'm Happy, uh, We Are Family, yeah. Put a Little Love in Your Heart, you different things in different spaces, you know. As we as we go along, and of course we're also going to be uh, in the uh, um, Amuja Fest uh, with the, with the thing too. I might have to slip a little bit of "I'm Black and I'm Proud" up in there too. Say it loud, yeah, yeah, that, that's cool. So, Michael, uh, where are you playing uh, locally? So the people that uh, might just watch you on uh, the TV at, during the Torchlight Parade, but where can they come and sit out and enjoy your music? Oh, I have so many shows coming up. I play a lot at Billy Baru's down in uh, Tukwila. Uh, I'll be there the first three Saturdays of August. But uh, the best thing to do is just go to the website. It's michaelpowersmusic.com. It's all one word. Make sure and spell Michael, M-I-C-H-A-E-L, michaelpowersmusic.com. And there you'll get all of the uh, stuff of where I'm playing and... Also, you know, all of my recordings are on there and downloadable and all that stuff. So that's, that's great. the best thing that to do. Well, thanks, Michael. We look forward Thank to you, seeing you at the Torchlight Parade. Make sure you DVR so you can check yourself out later. I will. So, thank you so much for the opportunity, uh, Hayward and Michelle and Eddie. And uh, say hi to uh, Angela and Common for me. Okay. <laughs> well, it's mission uh, Common. I see he's on the front page of the Facts and Medium endorsing King County Councilmember Larry Gossett for re-election. So nice. That was a timely statement. Yeah. Okay, nice. brother. Thank you okay. very much. You, we appreciate you. Okay. We'll talk to you later. Thank o- you so okay. much. Okay. Keep okay. Up a good fight. All right. We're going to do that. So in closing, I want to make sure people know that we're brought to you by the Port of Seattle's Office of Social Responsibility, Sound Transfer Small Business, Business Development and Labor Compliance Office, the City of Seattle's Purchase Construction Service Office, Concourse Concessions, SeaTac Bar Group LLC, Stephanie Ogle does our website, and Hayward close out with where people can see uh, the African American float in the torchlight parade. It's going to be on at seven. Well, the parade, the parade viewing on Cairo Television starts at seven thirty p.m. We're smack dab in the middle, which is an absolute great, great placement on the part of Seafair because Seafair wants to show our culture off. You know, the Seafair torchlight parade is supposed to reflect the diverse cultures as it relates to Seattle, and that's why it's so important. We're in the forefront. Thank you much. Maybe we can close now. Close out with some Michael Powers. 